What's up, Brewskies? My name is Marco Dupa. With me, as always, the great and powerful Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What is up, Brewskies? Tonight's brew, we got a double whammy for you guys. We have the Reisdorf Kolsch, and we also have the Crude Kolsch from Red Light, Red Light. We grabbed both. We want to do a little tasty comparison. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is a more traditional Kolsch. This is a old, this is an OG rather. And this little baby boy is brand new for the people. A new G, if you will. New G. Yeah. Uh, what's on tap for you guys? Call of Duty versus uh, Battlefield. Mm -hmm. We'll be able to compare and contrast. But the one thing that we know right now is that Battlefield's still in beta, and it's fucking the Wild West. <laughs> yeah. And Call of Duty has now finally introduced some sort of anti-cheat system. But is it too late? Then, Squid Game. Netflix has confirmed it is the, it's the most successful show in the history of the streaming service so far. So big, in fact, that North Korea had to comment on it. <laughs> And so we're going to talk about that. And last, but certainly not least, what is going on with these UFC fighters and them not being able to keep it in the octagon? In fact, taking it home, and I don't even want to no, mention no. the unmentionables. What is the UFC going to do about it? We discussed that, and maybe a little bit more. Mm -hmm. This is episode 327. 328. I was about to correct <laughs> you. Good job. Yep. Of the One Beer In podcast. Hit it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is the One Beer In Podcast, the podcast where two brews crack open two brews, and we see where one of those brews, or maybe both brews, takes us. As I said, episode 328, thank you guys for listening. Um, like, share, and subscribe. We're everywhere podcasts sold, listened to, enjoyed, yada, yada, yada. You know the deal. Yep. Say something nice. Maybe. Give us a comment. Give us a review. Mm -hmm. We love you. Drink Cheers. It up. Let's drink. Oh, mm. well, that is nice. Obi, please tell the people a little bit more about the Reisdorf Kolsch. I'm so glad you asked. We don't have a cold read. This is a very traditional beer, and I did not expect it. But I did pull up Total Wine and more. Total Wine and more. Uh, according to uh, someone who goes by M. Jackson, who apparently works for Total Wine. <laughs> Uh, the Reisdorf Kolsch is a German Kolsch, 4.8% ABV, the gold standard in Kolsch for over a hundred years. Light, soft, and delicious with a minty hop aroma. Sweet vanilla-like malt flavors and a crisp, dry, cedary finish. A delicious Kolsch. Dry, cedary finish. I like the description of minty. I've never heard minty associated with a Kolsch, but... 
Now that you mention it, I can, I can vibe with that. Whenever, <clears throat> if I'm ever kind of describing something as like clean or refreshing, mm -hmm. I think you could. I I guess I could say minty. There's there's weird descriptor words that sometimes. Like when I'm trying to sell something to somebody, for instance, rubber hose, yeah, shit like that. I've he I've heard people at the bar describing things like that, mm -hmm. and I'm always like, I mean, I guess you're trying to be as descriptive as possible sure. for you and your cronies. For me to tell somebody that something smells or tastes like rubber hose or fresh cut grass, yeah, stuff like that, just to me is not appetizing. I I describe something as like. Uh, pretty good. <laughs> a little tasty. It's pretty good. It tastes good. I think you'll like it. I hope you like it. Please buy it. <laughs> I describe something as like Jaeger meets pine cones. Ah, uh, and that, that's that's evocative. You know, I thought it was the perfect description. And every time I do it, they go, Ooh. <laughs> and I'm like, I am not selling these things to people. Yeah, even though uh, they're pretty popular. It's the Underberg. Yeah, I, I knew what it was. <laughs> I had the feeling, yeah. <laughs> and it's super popular to yeah. people who are initiated, but for the uninitiated, they're like, Ugh, I don't want to put that in my mouth. Not to not to tell you how to do your job. But I think if you're going to if you're gonna sell it in that way, you have to kind of make it like a ritual a, like a ritualistic challenge, you know? Yeah. Be like it puts some hair on your chest, but you know it's what they do in Germany. Yeah. It's what I hear. You know, like that's the only way to to end your night is with a uh, Lundberg, you know. Yeah, it gets you just right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I could do that. Should do that. I don't know. I'm not a salesperson. This isn't where we sell beers. This is where we drink beers. You got it. You got it, Bucko. I got it. You got it, it Buckaroo. I got it. Bucatini. So we'll we'll knock one of these out and then we'll switch to the uh, crude Kolsch mm -hmm. from our very own. Red light, red light. A new school coach. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, Battlefield is in its beta. Still yeah. in, still in its beta. Yeah, they're doing multiple like, I think, I think three different sort of beta sections that you'll be able to test out different parts of the game. Yeah. From what I understand. God damn it! Adjust. There we go. You good? You okay? Yes. Yes, now I'm okay. Uh, you did not get to enjoy the beta. Not yet. The the first beta that just passed. Mm -hmm. um, I was fortunate enough to be able to j hop onto it on PC and on PS5. Mm. So I was able to test both of those out. Y you hear this? You hear this, Flex? Look, I said I'm fortunate enough. I'm a humble king, that, and I need the world to know. Is that? That's humility? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Mm. Well, if the rest of us were in a panini, but I guess you're just... Uh, you're just buying up all the. I mean, you know, some of us want a uh, a PC. Some of us want a PlayStation. You're just gonna buy it up from everybody. I have another five that I'm willing to sell to you. Yeah, one thousand dollars each. Yeah, I was about to double the price. <laughs> My cousin keeps saying like, "Hey, man, they got them on Finger Hut or they got them on Stock X," and I'm like, "What's the price?" Oh, this one's eight hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not spending a dime over retail. It's just two PS4s glued together. <laughs> Yeah. I would. I refuse. I refuse. I'd rather just never have one ever yeah. than spend a dollar over retail price. Yeah. So S speaking of, have you ever have you you know rethought about my 
very uh, oh so effective. I, I, yeah, I have thought about it, and the way that I'm looking at it is this: at this point. Whatever I can get, I will try to okay. get. Okay. <laughs> that, so that's it, fair. I'm going to try both Dig, of them. Digital versus uh, disk drive is what yeah, we're talking about, dis, folks. Yes. Yeah. And so whatever one comes available, f- whatever whichever one I can actually add to cart sure. and process the payment. That's fair. I'll I'll do that. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. So. Any hooser. Not, not against it. Any hooser. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Battlefield right now. Yes. Battlefield 2042. So what was your... Did you did you get to play with Juan at all? I didn't get to play with Juan. Shout out to Juan. Uh, we never got to link up, but I'm going to see if he's available, available for the next couple ones. Mm. Um, didn't realize, but uh, I was able to get in a little bit early. Like I think it was a day or two early um, from everyone else on PC because I have Game Pass through mm. PC. Which gives you the EA access, I think it's called. I'm losing track of all of these subscription services. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that allows you if you have Game Pass at home to get into the betas a bit early. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, so I was able to get in, um, played on PC a little bit. Uh, tried to use an Xbox controller on PC just to see what it, it felt like. Um, completely, completely, completely crap the bed really like it, it it didn't work like the triggers were moving my x-axis mm. and like the start button was a and i couldn't reconfigure it why not it didn't let me i i mean maybe i was just being a dummy because i am new to the pc master race excuse me <sighs> i'm i am ascending i'm not quite there yet uh-huh, yeah um but i looked it up and everyone else was having the same issue so i think it was just a beta issue Anywho, I went to mouse and keyboard as God intended, and uh, it's really good. It's really, really good. How comfortable do you feel mouse and keyboard now? More comfortable every day. Mm. A little more comfortable every day. And I hate to say it, and I'm not just saying it. Trust me when I say this. Here we go. I'm beginning to prefer it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am. I am. I never thought the day would come, but we all knew the day would come. Listen, there's just something to it. You don't you don't realize it until you you give it a couple hours, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a learning curve. There's a very big learning curve and your hands hurt for a while, but once you get it down, you got it down. It's mm. it's good. It's very good. Mm. You feel a lot slower when you're using a controller. Cuz you kind of are. You you definitely really? are. You you're 100% are. Um, but I will say there is a comfort to being able to go back to a controller as a ghost, as opposed to, uh, you know, mouse and keyboard. That's what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I saw a lot of people complaining online about uh, lots of glitches and stuff. Yeah. I didn't have any issues. I had, I don't think I saw one major glitch as I was playing. So I guess I got lucky cause I, I've seen it pretty, pretty wide spanning that people are having issues, but I never did. And because of that, I had a great time. <laughs> I, I didn't want it to I end. I had a really, really good time. It's been a long time since I've played. It's been a long Wait. It's been a while. <laughs> um, it's been a long time. Oh, don't do it. <laughs> Can't do that. Can't add that one? Nope. Um, yeah, it's, been, it, it's been a while since I played a modern there it is. battlefield. Yeah. Um, and it it's, feels really good to be back. Yeah. Uh, the one main 
call out I have that is a bit of it, like literally a game changer is that uh, customization, the like on the fly customization option uh, that they give you. Yeah. What's it called? It's um, it is weapon plus customization. Okay. And if you guys don't know, it lets you in the middle of a game uh, pull up a HUD that lets you put on and take off different custom attachments. Attachments. Yeah, to your weapon. Um, so like it worked like I hoped. So I was running around with, you know, like a, a little red dot site and basically kitted out to be pretty close quarters. Yeah. I see a guy forever far away. I pop up the HUD, click, 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 and suddenly my weapon is ready for longer distances and I'm able to engage with him super far away. Yeah. And it, it's as seamless as that and super quick and, and just super intuitive. And it's one of those things that I feel is going to be implemented from here on out in like every other modern shooter. Yeah. It's just it just feels that good to me. I hope it is. Yeah. Um so I'm really excited to see how that goes. God damn it. Yeah. We got 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> There's the first 15 for you guys. Yeah. Ugh, turn that off. So, well we're going dark. Yeah. Um if you're watching on YouTube, then camera just died and we're just I don't know what to tell you. It said the battery was exhausted, and so we are we. too. <laughs> so uh, enjoy this picture of a puppy. Yeah, there you go. And we'll right. just keep that picture of a puppy up for the rest of the show. Well, you know what? Now that we're not on camera, I'm just gonna take my clothes off. Oh, perfect! I'm just so sick. And now, I mean, now we can just how we usually record. <laughs> um, now I'm gonna get really comfortable. Any hooser. Yeah. So I'm really excited for that feature in particular. I didn't have any of the issues that a lot of people were are talking about. Um, but, you know, I kind of, I don't know. It That doesn't bother me so much. I see people like, oh, well, I'm not going to pre-order it now that I see all the, it's so buggy. But it's a beta. Like, you know, that's, that's what it's there to do is to iron out the bugs if it's a true beta and not just a demo, which yeah, the it I- seems to be. The idea of being upset at anything in a beta really is like, well, that's... That's kind of what we're here for. I think if you haven't figured out that betas are the live testing ground for these companies sure. and they're just getting free game testing out of us, if you haven't realized that at this point, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. If you I, want a fully functioning, 100% ready-to-go game, there wouldn't be a beta sure. at all. I think I think the issue comes with the recent uh, push for game devs to put out a, a air quote, you can't see it because the camera died. Yeah. Air quote uh, beta when it's really just a demo. Because yeah, I've well, I've seen that happen a lot recently, where the the beta is coming out. You know, uh, well, I guess I guess I'm I'm proving the skeptics right here. Mm-hmm. It's so. uh, because a lot of times when it's not actually a beta, and it's really more of a demo. It comes out only like within a month of release where they can't really do much to fix the game yeah in that time but that being said this is clearly a game that lives online so you know 
bet your bottom dollar there's going to be a big old patch yeah i mean and that's the thing with these games now it's it's uh what what do we really what do you i mean no man's sky for instance is a completely different game than it was when it no first man's, came out. No Man's Guy? No no Man's Guy. I'm No Man's Guy. Yeah, No Man's Guy. Mm-mm. Completely different game now. Yeah. A huge success story. Yeah. Of, you know, having a uh, incredible failure of a launch and then slowly but surely creating the game that it was meant to be. Yeah, the perseverance of that development team or developer team, rather. Really small team, too. Yeah. So it's... Yeah, sure, fine, whatever. It's 2021. Like, at least, at least we're not beholden to, I I have to, I have to pay $65, $70 to this game, on this game, mm-hmm. and then it just is broken. You know, back sure. in the day, you, you pre-ordered a game thinking it's ready to go. You yeah. get all these stupid perks and shit. You put the, you, you try to play the game, and it's fucking broken, right. and you get a day one patch, and it's like, oh, fuck you. At this point, I'm like, you know what? Okay, let me let me backtrack for a second. I think I'm talking from a place of personal experience. <laughs> Broken game apologist. No, nah, I'm not I'm not defending the games. I guess rather what I'm saying is for me personally, I've gotten to a point where I'm not I just don't care enough to play these games day one anymore. So okay. I am willing to wait until the game is completely I didn't play No Man's Sky until just like three months ago. Yeah. I'm at a point now where I, I'm not going to I'm not going to give them my money until the game is working. I mm. still don't have uh, Cyberpunk. Sure. Which you can buy for like 15 bucks now. Exactly. Yeah. So I'd, I'd, I'd rather just wait till I get a PS5 yeah. and, and buy it for that sure. rinky dink price. Well, you know, honestly, that's what I've been waiting for. I have Cyberpunk. I got it as a gift from my brother. Shout out Richie. Shout um, out to Richie. He's not a gamer though, so he didn't realize the drama surrounding the game, yeah. as many people didn't, because it you know it sold pretty well at launch. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, yeah, I played a, I played a couple hours of it just to see how it was, and it was you know a buggy mess. Yeah, it wasn't game breaking, but you know it still sucked to play at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've held off, and I'm going to hold off. I'm going to keep holding off until the ps5 version drops and hopefully all that's ironed out yeah you know i, I could just buy it on pc but i'm not going to give them more money no no so. and 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 you know the uh, the game like battlefield for instance i i probably i'm probably not we'll see i'll see how the reviews are i'll see what people are saying and whatnot uh, oh excuse wow. me they can still hear you you know reisdorf Golsch, baby mm. <laughs> they can still hear you I that sounded like German. <laughs> I am okay with just waiting to see how the reviews are, waiting to see how say waiting to see what people say about the game when it comes out before I buy it because I've been think about this. People have been playing GTA 5 yeah for the past what 8 years. I've been playing Warzone going on 6 seasons. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yes, it's in season six, where the they they nerf and buff guns over and over and over again. Yep. They completely change the game experience, then completely change it back. Yeah. You know, I, we're going into a new era of how these games are made and presented to people in real time. 
Mm-hmm. They're they're just morphed and 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 messed with games are malleable in a True. way that they have never been before. Yeah, it's like it's almost like a a sandbox of uh, uh, I should say a toolbox of of things that they can tweak and adjust and add and subtract and you know, it, it's just it's a playground that they can fit to whatever they want to have for this month mm-hmm. or you know, this this section of time, the season, yeah, as they make it nowadays. Yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to say is if it's not a game like I would still be upset if I went out and bought a narrative driven one player game right with no online mode and it wasn't what was advertised and like it was a, broken like Last of Us 2 or something Exactly. Mm-hmm. That would still upset me because what are they going to you know they're not going to patch those games as often as they patch online multiplayers because Sure and it, it seems like that would be harder to fix. Right. If, if so, the game's just broken, it's just broken. Right. Like, how much can you really fix about a game like that? Yeah. In yeah. the state that it's in. An on-rails narrative single-player story. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, if, if if a game like that came out and was broken, then yeah, I would still I would still be upset. But at this point, when the way that these games come out now and the way that they're... It's just... I, I don't know. I could, Maybe I just don't have the energy to be upset about it anymore. Maybe I just don't... I, I, I don't play them as often enough to be angry about it because i know on this very show we had a whole thing about games like uh uh, pre-orders and the games being broken upon release day one patches all that jazz so i don't know maybe i'm just old and tired same here brother um you know i i'm actually i'm looking up to try to see if battlefield 2042 has multiple betas but i'm not seeing anything anything on that so the other modes that i was looking at may just be locked until release uh which would would make sense because it it comes out november 19th which isn't too far away um yeah so about a a month yeah in a couple days so i'm sorry if you missed it yeah but uh, you if you missed it (laughs) well i mean there's tons of footage online now about how it plays i'm sure tons of people uh, are uploading their gameplay mm-hmm. and uh yeah there's a lot of information out there as far as how it plays and oh the uh you know the the big tornado how that affects the gameplay and stuff yeah. is really cool too yeah um seeing that real time and how it affects how people you know play on the maps is really cool yeah um and yeah i mean i, I can only speak for myself but i am tired of retro military shooters i I'm not interested in playing another World War II shooter. I'm not interested in playing a World War One shooter for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, as as cool and novel as Battlefield One was, I am happy that it happened. I had fun with it, and I'm done. Yeah, I don't want a game that is that slow. That's that, you know, like encumbered with with old tech and crappy guns and no rails and attachments. I love all that techy crap so that's what i'm looking for that's what battlefield 2042 is delivering but its main competitor this season is a world war ii shooter (laughs) Uh so that leads me into the versus part of this conversation this is um battlefield or battlefield call of duty vanguard yep um we haven't played a beta we 
have seen the, the trailer for it and seen some gameplay and stuff. At least I have. Um, what do you think? What's your impression? How are you feeling about? Because you're a, you're a big cod head. Mm-hmm. You're a, you're a you're a big guy with the guns and the 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 cod the duty. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. What impression are you getting of Vanguard? What is your friend group feeling? You're a, a you know big time girl or big time chiller when it comes to um, playing online, pretty pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. Whereas yes, whereas I'm a single player bro, mm-hmm. as you all know. Um, bro, so, you know. so how, what what's the perception of Call of Duty Vanguard, and then what does that online group think of Battlefield in comparison? the The perception is that Call of Duty is trying to sell us on buying this game, and so what they're going to do is basically hijack the online experience to get you to push over to whatever Vanguard content. They want you to buy, uh-huh. which is what they did with Cold War. Right. So Warzone comes out with uh, Modern Warfare, mm-hmm. and it's a smash success. It's their official, official, because Blackout was their first Battle Royale mode. But Blackout was kind of like a precursor to Warzone. Yeah. It felt kind of like a beta. Yeah. Comparatively. It, well, it was always kind of broken. Yeah. And the way that it looked was kind of weird. It had like this um, sort of... When I go, sometimes I'll go back and look at like old clips from it, mm. uh, or some like Twitch stuff on it, and it it's really like bright and vibrant, and yeah. then and kind of looks like Apex a little bit, uh-huh. which is just kind of against the Call of Duty thing. But at sure. the time, Call of Duty was doing like the future tech bullshit, so mm-hmm. there was that. Um, but anyway, fuck fucking blackout. Warzone comes out, and it's there titular uh battle royale mode they're they're i mean i i'd venture to say yeah they're opus of a, of a battle royale like this is the thing this yeah. is their height they did it they they're, pulled it they're off fully this formed is, battle royale yeah and so they've stuck with this throughout the uh two releases of the game cold war comes out and wouldn't you know it all of the Cold War guns, even though they came out during the Cold War, <laughs> right. are better than the Modern Warfare guns, yeah. statistically. Of course. And you go, oh, cool, so now I have to play Cold War to yeah. level up the guns so that I can be competitive in Warzone. Uh-huh. I can just say, from my experience, from my group's experience, and from what I've seen on Reddit, people don't play these games anymore to play to sit around and fuck off in the multiplayer mm. they jump into the multiplayer so that they can level up the gun so that they can use them in war zone. it's a means to an end yes they they have found their golden goose with war zone yes and they're going to exploit that un- until they stop making money <laughs> yes which is exactly why they changed the entire model of it war zone is now free to play and they add new shit to it all the time right vis-a-vis uh uh, skins, yeah. uh, gun attachments, like not even like attachments, but ch- cosmetics, just sure, all sure. cosmetics, charms, and you gotta and and all of that. None of it is free, and it's yeah. all kind of steep. I've only bought one skin, and I had to. It was, uh, um, Bruce Willis as John, John McClane. McClane. Yeah, of course. And like I saw, <laughs> we were seeing these guys drop in with him. And at first I thought, 
wow, they got a really good impressionist to pull off these lines. Now, they just they just took, took clips from the game. They took <laughs> but it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I, it, just hearing Bruce Willis like scream, get down! <laughs> or like, you motherfucker! Like, it just... I, I love it. So that yeah. was the only skin that I bought. Mm-hmm. And they just introduced the Judge Dredd skin. Yeah. Which is I fucking awesome. One. So shit like that is... is they had they, Rambo too. They right? had Rambo. The Rambo one's not as good as the John McClane one. Mostly because like Rambo seems like he should be there, so the stuff he's saying is kind of like kind of make kind of makes sense. Whereas John McClane stuff just doesn't. He just shouldn't be there. He's not wearing shoes. <laughs> yeah, you know he's wearing khakis and he has the bag around him of it, the it's, uh, explosives. It, yeah, it's uh, it is like last third of Die Hard John McClane. Yes, yes, he's all fucked up yeah. and and bloodied and wearing the tank top mm-hmm. and the and the and the khakis and no shoes. Yeah, I've been and, killed by him a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no bullets. <laughs> Who do you think I'm fucking stupid? <laughs> it's just so funny, man. Every voice line is hilarious. Um, so that's how they, that's how they're making their money right now, and and it's frustrating for people who just want to play Warzone because it's like you're forcing me. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that when Vanguard comes out, they will introduce a slew of guns, and they'll go. Now these are the best guns in right. the game, and you have to use these, or you're just gonna get your ass yeah. handed to you. You can try, but go ahead and try. But yeah. they're out of the meta, so I don't know what to tell you. We're right. not gonna we're gonna nerf all of the guns you've been using. We're gonna buff these new ones. We're gonna make it so that you have to play this game, yeah. which is incredibly frustrating. Because to be quite honest with you, I agree with you completely. I don't want to go back and play another World World War game. Mm-hmm. Two, one or two. I don't. I'm done with it. Yeah. I don't. I'm just not interested. In fact, I'm just not really interested in any new war game. Yeah. Because at this point, we have just just raked over the coals. Mm-hmm. Any kind of like, what else can we, we really do? Kind of seen it all. Yeah. 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 I think the future only... tech, current tech, past tech. What can we really do? And I think I think that is causing a kind of a, a, a bit of a panic in the industry. You know, I, I, I think they're trying to figure out what's next, mm-hmm. especially Call of Duty, because they come out at such a frequency that it's like the next team up has to be like, it's like a game of hot potato, mm. you know, like whatever the last guys did. Oh, we can't do that. So what are we going to do next? But see. That's the beauty of Warzone. You can do whatever you want in Warzone. Yeah. You can introduce modes where, oh, you can only play with semi-autos. You can only play with bolt-action guns. You can only do this. Oh, uh, only these guns are available in this. You can do whatever you want with it. As long as you just introduce all the guns in the game and just let us, like, just keep the game balanced and people will continue to play your battle royale mode continue to buy the cosmetics continue to buy the new guns just keep the game balanced well, don't force me to play vanguard if i don't want to right. just so that i can remain competitive in uh the battle royale mode yeah um well that leads me to introduce you to battlefield 2042 my friend <laughs> <laughs> because i mean their battle royale mode seems like it's going to be it's going to fulfill that dream basically of just being a total level playing field they sacrificed their single player mode so you'd hope that 
all of the talent, all of the tech, all of all of everything has been pushed into not just the standard multiplayer modes that we come to expect, but also into that battle royale mode. But that's what I'm saying. Have they even in, uh, officially intro- uh, introduced their battle royale mode? I think so. I I I thought that they hadn't officially said anything about it yet. Am well, I mistaken? I uh, maybe I'm making the assumptions here, but I thought they did. Um, well, we do have two laptops in front of us. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of work, though. I know, I know. It's okay. I got it. Um, but I mean, even okay. Let's say that they didn't. There is an entire mode that is essentially a huge sandbox for us to have whatever we want. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That mode is uh really the idea behind that is fascinating and could be the cure to exactly what I'm talking about. Well, and it it spans everything. Mm-hmm. It spans World War II, it spans near future tech, it spans modern warfare. Yeah. So it it's everything. It it, it can be whatever you want, which is just a novel idea. Like why not give them everything they want? Okay, Battlefield 2042 was originally Battlefield game. No. Battlefield 2042 Hazard Zone mode reveal happening this week. Is that Battlefield 24 rumored to have begun as... Uh, so Hazard Zone is their Battle Royale mode. Yeah. It's being revealed this week. Yeah. Um, so I guess by the time you guys are listening to this, it would have been revealed. So, yes, there is a confirmed uh, Battle Royale mode. We just haven't seen anything about it yeah. yet. Yeah, and this thing, Battlefield 2042, was originally Battle Royale game influenced by Apex Legends. Mm. That makes sense because that's what I thought they were going to do this whole time. Yeah. And then when the game comes out and they're like, yeah, we don't have one yet. And they're like, wait, what? What? <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm sure they're taking influences you know, in in the EA family, right? Like you have to expect that would, yeah. they share a little bit of tech and, and uh Yeah, that I'm not really I'm not really concerned about that. Um I just hope it, you're not forced to play three on three. That's one of the drawbacks of Apex. Yeah. Is that you're the only mode that they have is three three on three. So really? I'm like uh, I mean, okay, I, I mean I, I could be uh off base now. I, I as far as I know, I don't think they've updated it since. Uh huh. The whole time that I was playing it, it was only three on three. Obviously, three on 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 three. Right. On three. On three on three. But, uh, yeah, that was one of the drawbacks of Apex. Uh, there's trios and duos. Trios and duos. Yeah, see, that, I you know, what am I supposed to Trios and duos. Give me quads. Give me quads and give me solo. Just, just let every, just let me do everything. Yeah. I, uh, I like, I like playing the Battle Royale solo. Of course you do. Yeah. It's basically a massive free for all. Yeah, I love that. I love that it, I hate it, it it can very quickly become a horror game, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like everything's a threat. Yeah, any little thing you hear, you you have to like be super super vigilant and conscious of. I love it. That's funny. I I like I like that. That's that's a funny way of looking at it. It pisses me off because at least when I'm playing with a group, I got backup. If I if I go down, then I go down. And fucking that's it. Game's over. I'm like, that's nah, wasted my time. Yeah, especially in Verdansk, the big battle royale of mm-hmm. Call of Duty. It's a massive map with yeah. hundreds of people. If I don't see somebody in the first like ten to fifteen minutes of the game, 
and then run up on somebody who's got like got an angle on me and they kill me. Then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I just sat around <laughs> for 20 minutes yeah. looking for somebody to fight. And then they just they whipped me. And then that was it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to get into the nuance right. of each game mode. I will just say this. Um, it won't fucking matter what they do with with Vanguard or with Warzone or what have you if they don't get the fucking hacking and cheating under control. Mm -hmm. And it just was announced that they're working on an anti-cheat software or they have an anti-cheat software that they are introducing. Ricochet. And this is good news for everybody who's played the game ever since, you know, season one. It's welcome news, rather. But my question, I wonder aloud, is... Is it too late? Because the big streamers have already moved on to mm-hmm. different games. Yeah. Warzone or or the, the, the more fun game mode, Rebirth Resurgence, what everybody what everybody's playing now because Verdansk is just filled with cheaters. Now that's being inf- in infiltrated mm-hmm. by uh cheaters and hackers. So yep. it's ruining both game states. And it seemed like this whole time that that uh Activision and everybody involved uh, what is what is the other developer? I don't know. Who cares? Everybody involved with making Call of Duty seemed like they just didn't give a shit. Is, and this, they, is it Sledgehammer? This round? It's not Sledgehammer. It's it's. Uh, I, I don't remember. Huh. But it seemed like they didn't give a fuck the whole time. And then they would ban like 50,000 accounts and it's like, hey man, hundreds of thousands right. of people play this game yeah. daily. You're playing lip service at this point. Yeah. It's not, it's not really affecting anything. What is 50,000 accounts? If you're yeah. not going to have an anti-cheat, all they have to do is just make a new profile. Sure. So. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that it, it needed to happen. And what could they do? Mm-hmm. And I guess they found a solution. Now, obviously, as I just stated, I am not a super online bro. Yeah. But I will say... That hearing about how much cheating is going on has turned me off from really wanting to jump back into a Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, is it too late? I think the unfortunate answer is kind of yes. <laughs> yeah. I only say kind of yes because there is obviously a dedicated Call of Duty fan base that will always show up and always buy first day. And there is a built-in community for... Call of Duty and Vanguard, I'm sure, is going to do just fine. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Um, but as far as the mainstream goes, as long as Battlefield doesn't crap the bed in some massive way, I see it taking over. I, mm. I, see, I see them being able to fulfill what people have wanted for a long time with a, a you know massive multiplayer not not literally but a giant multiplayer shooter and a, you know i'm excited for it now the question becomes even if battlefield has a better core game do they have something equally good as far as anti cheat software mm-hmm. or you know built in <clears throat> uh, i think it's kernel technology kernel that's technology. what we're saying nowadays yeah um do they have something that can compare to that 
because if not, the pendulum's going to swing right back. Yeah. You know, it, it, it just depends on what game gives the best gameplay experience. That's it. Yeah. Pretty simple. I, I think, honestly, I don't think it's too late. I think that it's like you just said, the dedicated fan base to those game is they're going to just they're just going to fork over money. It doesn't matter if the game is it doesn't matter if when you buy the game, they beat you uh, at the knees and make it so that you can't walk out of the store. Yeah. People will fork over money to play this game. And so I think if this anti cheat software comes out and it does work as described, Mm -hmm. then people will come back to Call of Duty in droves. Yeah. I don't know what hold it has over people, but I mean, here's the thing. You can say whatever you want about the game being derivative, unoriginal, basically a sports game. Uh, uh, you know, you could call it, it's just a triple A uh, fucking Michael Bay movie that you can play, blah, blah, blah. You can level whatever, levy whatever criticism you can think of. At the end of the day, when Call of Duty works, it is a fun fucking oh, game. It's in, it is, I mean, time has shown. <laughs> it is a classic. Yeah. It's a classic formula. And I think that a lot of people who put Call of Duty right up against Battlefield, as we have in this episode, mm-hmm. don't realize that they are dramatically different games. They mm-hmm. seem like similar games, but they play so differently. Yeah. Um, you know, it's almost a different genre, almost the way yeah. they feel, yeah, and the way that they are played, the way that they're intended to be played. Yeah. The scale is so much different, and just the feel is so much different. So, yeah, you know, I I think there's room for both. Uh, I don't think you have to choose necessarily, but uh, I don't know. My money is with Battlefield. Yeah, I think maybe down the line I'll pick up Vanguard, but again, like I. I put a lot of stock into that single player experience for Call of Duty games and it not or it, it, well it being something that I'm not super interested in is a downside for me. Yeah. But I love Call of Duty multiplayer. I do. Yeah. So I may show up eventually. I'm so sick of multiplayer. I haven't picked it up in months. Yeah. In fact, I haven't really picked up Warzone in a couple of weeks because uh my my squad has moved on. We've moved on to greener pastures. Literally. Well, green. Yeah. We've moved on to the green mm-hmm. of PGA 2021. Wow. One of the two free games from PlayStation <laughs> Plus. By the way, uh-huh. a couple of the guys that I play with don't have PlayStation Plus. Okay. And in fact, they play their they play their PlayStations so infrequently, literally only play when we all jump on for game night, uh-huh. that they didn't even know about the free games. Wow. And I said to them, guys, do you understand, like, the value that you've... It's the circus it's of value. It's the circus of value. That, that, that you guys have given up at this point? At this stage, the games... I mean, you know, every every month, every couple of months, it's like, yeah, it's kind of fucking... I don't want to fucking play that, blah, blah, blah. Sure. But I'd say, like, every every second or third month... Yeah. There's they something. put out a blockbuster. Yeah, there's something there. There's, there's. I mean, you know, they just put out. Sure, PJ 2021's not. I mean, I'm sure they're already working on 2022. That's pro, that's most likely why it's the free game sure. of the month. Yeah, yeah. 
But a game like PGA is okay. What if we're not like super passionate golf game guys? Golf game guy. Golf game guy. Mm-hmm. And then you know what the other game was? Tell him. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. It was uh, X, right? Yeah. Yeah. So now I have nine and ten. Yeah. For free. Yeah. It's good value. It's a well, what can you say? And I will say, once you get a PS5, that value only expands because they have the the classics little bundle that you get just for being on Plus. Shut up! It's great. I fucking hate you. I'm excited for you. <laughs> yeah, wh- excited for what? I'll never get my hands on one. You will. You just have to believe. I'm so fucking sick of this bullshit. I was believe. talking to my dad about it, and he was like, why can't you just go and get one? I'm like, I want to. I'll fucking <laughs> kill you. Do you understand that, Father? I'm going to rip your throat out. <laughs> oh, what, what is it when you kill your dad? Uh, Something. It's dad aside. Pa- pa- <laughs> dad aside. Pa- patri- patricide? Pat- patricide? Patricide. Something like that. Yeah, patricide. Patricide. Because then if you kill your mom, it's mat- ma- ma- matricide, It's right? mommy side. Mama side. <laughs> it's mama side. Yeah. <laughs> Mama side. That's what uh, Michael Jackson was talking about, right? Mama side. Mama Mama side. Mama side. Mama side. Yeah. Mama side. Uh, Dad aside and mama side. Uh Well, I was going to commit dad aside because he just was like, I don't understand. Why can't you just go get one? I'm like, they don't have them. Yeah. No one has them. Why don't you try, Papa? Pot, you buy one. Yeah. Yeah. Go out there and buy one. Get me one. I'll give you the money. Give you the money. Go ahead and get me one. Get one for me. Comes back with a PS2. I know. A PS2 Slim. The last one he bought me was a PS2. (laughs) Not because he. After the PS2, I was buying my own consoles. Mm -hmm. Not that was not an indictment of my dad. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He would. He would definitely buy me a PS5. Yeah. They for sure would. Especially if he just was in the store and saw one. He'd be like, Yeah. Yeah. PS5. Heard you talking about it. It's nice. So. Um. All right, we're kind of sitting here at a wait and see approach when it comes to what's going to happen with those Battlefield twenty forty two, Vanguard, Warzone. Are you anti cheat? Are you comfortable saying if you will buy one or either at this point? Because I'm I'm pretty much uh, a lock in for Battlefield twenty forty two at this point. The way that I feel about it is this: I am just going to continue playing Warzone. Really have no interest in playing vanguard i have zero interest in the the story whatever they're trying to tell truth be told i have no interest in the battlefield story also well in peace to michael k williams but i just don't give a shit about their there i know that it's there's no first play i I know the narrative is within the so i but i don't care about that story either. it's purposefully pushed aside yeah yeah so if tomorrow i was able to get my hands on a ps5 and you know, I I you know, they they squid gamed it for me and just put two boxes in front of me and was like, pick one. Mm-hmm. I I pick Battlefield. Okay. Just because I I mean I I always like again the Battlefield is another one where like if it's working, yeah, it's so much fun. It's great. But it yeah. is a different experience. The gameplay is a different experience. You're not out there, you know, uh, you know, getting forty to fifty kills. Yeah. It's way less twitchy. Yeah. It's there's more strategy. That's it's a whole it's a whole different game. Yeah. So, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. So we'll see. Okay. 
But speaking of Squid Game. And Battle Royales. And Battle Royales, really. Yeah. yeah. Squid Game has become the most popular show in the history of Netflix, mm-hmm. which is kind of wild, but also not really that surprising. But it's foreign. It's foreign, which is insane that so many people were like, I, I love the people who are like, uh, Americans, it fucking is the most popular show, but it's, it's like, guys, listen, they're watching the dub version. And they're torturing themselves by listening to like the <laughs> shrieking of Americans trying to. Dude, I I heard it's really bad. It's terrible. Yeah. Terrible. I was upstairs, and I heard my cousin watching it downstairs, and I heard like this just awful, like this stilted, like weirdly paced oh. speech. Yeah, and I was like, "What is? What is he?" And I came downstairs, and like as I'm walking down the stairs, I'm like, "It's probably Squid Game because everybody's watching that right now." And sure enough, that's what it was. Mm. When I finally watched it, I obviously watched the subversion and got to the point that he was at because mm. I obviously the dialogue and I was just like, this is so drastically different. The tone, the I think I said this last week or the week before, but like the tone and the way that the lines were being delivered mm-hmm. was so drastically different that almost a different show completely. Yeah. So we talked about the show being predicted to be netflix's biggest show of all time soon to be but this has now become the reality which is kind of hilarious for the fact that netflix doesn't release this type of information unless it's really 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 positive yeah so it's funny that we're hearing about this netflix is very very uh not transparent about shit like this yeah so I mean, whatever, you know, like who is it? What is it competing against and how who did it beat? How much did it beat those shows by? And what's the significance of this? So according to CNET, which I just pulled up, uh, the most popular shows, I'll do the top five. Number five is Sex Life season one. What? Which got. And this is based on how many accounts, I guess, watched it. Um, yeah, let's see. This ranking only includes shows that Netflix has chosen to disclose. So there may have been others that aren't Netflix exclusives. Yeah. Because obviously The Office would have been number one sure. until it got removed. Yeah. Um, right. So, uh, yeah. Sex Life is... is Number five at 67 million accounts. Okay. Number four is The Witcher at 76 million accounts. Okay. Number three is Lupin at 76 million accounts. Interesting. Number two is Bridgerton at 82 million accounts. Very interesting. And Squid Game is number one at 111 million accounts. Wow. So it won by a pretty decent margin. (laughs) By landslide. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty obviously a massive show so massive in fact that north korea was like we need to say something about this we gotta (laughs) we gotta get in on we gotta capitalize baby yeah so um north korea's state-run website has some things to say about the show uh quotes the production serves to highlight the beastly nature 
of South Korean capitalist society where mankind is annihilated by extreme competition. In a post, this is from the Washington Post. In a post published Tuesday, the website said, Squid Game reflects an unequal society where the strong exploit the weak. And I think North Korea is talking about more than just South Korea in their post. Well, uh, uh, hold on. Let's see. There have been other flashes. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway. <laughs> Kim Jong-un branded South Korea's entertainment scene, including K-pop, quote, a, a vicious, vicious cancer. cancer. He accused it of corrupting the, quote, hairstyles, speeches, and behaviors of North Koreans, the New York Times reported. Uh, North Korea has also been critical of its neighbor's capitalist society, a system which maintains compa- which it maintains compares poorly with what it touts as its own egalitarian societal socialist. So- socialist. I can't read anymore. Socialist. 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 Paradise. Par- North Korea has also been critical of its neighbor's capitalist <laughs> system, uh-huh. which it maintains compares poorly with what it touts as its own egalitarian socialist paradise. Right. Which it totally is if you, you know, don't count the murder, uh, uh-huh. the uh, the famine. Well, life in the North, however, is marked by widespread poverty and food <laughs> shortages. With yeah. isolated pockets of wealth for those connected to the ruling party, life inside the totalitarian state has driven many to flee across the border. Totalitarian. What did I say? Totalitarian. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm so stupid now. <clears throat> I feel like we're reading in school, you know? Yeah, I'm done with this. Yeah. I'm done with this. I can't believe how many words. Um, it's okay. I've mispronounced Sorry. today. I'll I, give you Dune when I'm done with it. I just usually don't mispronounce words like that. It's okay. Not, I mean, I just Sorry. feel like a fucking idiot. It's the Reisdorf. <sighs> it's the it's Reisdorf. my brain turning to mush. It's fine. At 31. <laughs> it's what the alcohol does. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, North Korea be damned. I said it. Oh, wow. Strong stance. Yeah, that's right. Strong stance coming out of the West. I'm on the side of good here, I think. Wow. But it is funny that the show has become that the show is so popular that North Korea felt the need to comment on it. Well, I mean, it was it was also, uh, you know, commenting on North Korea as well. Yeah, it was really just using the show as just a, a way to just dig at South Korea. Just not, not, not it wasn't even right. It wasn't when, even really about the show. It was just like, look at this bullshit. Right. Well, look I mean, at this they, bullshit. They probably they felt the need to. I'm sure based on the fact that it, uh, you know, it's so popular, and also that there are North Korean characters within it too. Well, yeah. There's the one. There's the one main character who uh, the internet has become the new internet's girlfriend. Sure. Yeah. And she is a North Korean defector in the show. In the show, yeah. That's not a spoiler. It just is what it is. Yeah. And uh, so I think that that partly partly that they have to kind of say something about. It's really yeah. it's really funny that they're like, do you think that they they have someone watch all nine episodes and then report back to the government, or do you think that they just go off of the press that they see about they, the show? They have probably uh, a queue of people in line who are prisoners of the state 
that have to watch content that's forbidden. Yeah. Once they watch it, they have to write down a synopsis of it. And then they're immediately executed. And then they bring up the next one to watch <laughs> Bridgerton, you know? <laughs> right. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how it works. No, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. It is a uh, a socialist socialist paradise, after all. It is egalitarian. Egalitarian. Uh, but that does kind of bring me to the show itself. Massive success. Yep. Massive, massive, massive success. Everyone's talking about it. The question remains: Is it worth the hype? Is it really that good? Nine episodes. The guy who created the show, we talked about this last week, apparently shopped the show for 10 years before it got picked up, finally gets picked up. Does it deserve the attention, the hype, the success? What do you think? <laughs> I mean, I think it definitely does. I think it, it, uh, I think it's really good. I think it's really solid. I think that it, 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 isn't as, it doesn't end as well as I think it could have. I think there are a, a couple of, you know, there's a bit of a, a, a narrative uh, pot. I, not, I'm not saying plot hole. I'm saying pothole uh, where things could have been handled differently, I feel. I don't want to spoil it. We're not doing a full spoiler cast here. Yeah. But um, that being said, I think the entire way through it is so good at manipulating you as an audience yeah and i you know you know that i appreciate how brutal it gets as far as how it treats its characters and how it treats its audience mm. i love i love how much they swerve the narrative to just hurt you yeah it feels almost like masochistic you know like watching the show and realizing that y past a certain point you're in for a ride that's going to hurt you mm -hmm. you know yeah i think it tricks you though i think early on it's very fun and it beats you down by the end of it yeah you know to the point where it's like i don't like this this <clears throat> took a turn i think it definitely takes a turn yeah towards the end and then it, it becomes this very hyper serious thing um and commentary throughout the entire thing that i found very interesting and i think um definitely worth the hype i feel i'm i uh one, one of the better things i've watched this year mm. for sure i i just don't watch enough stuff to compare it to anything else yeah so but i will say worth the hype eh, worth the hype it's it's a real it's it's a it's an incredible show i think the question of is it worth the attention and success that it's getting is obviously a subjective thing sure. to try to deliberate. It makes you think about like, say the other shows that were on that list. Yeah. For instance, I can't speak on Lupin, but the Witcher is an incredible show. Yeah. Do I think it's better than squid game? Ah, uh, that's tough. Mm. I think, I think the Witcher starts hot as fuck. Yeah kind of dips in the middle hits a nice ending that that middle section though like two or three episodes where you're just like what the fuck is this just a monster of the week show right. or like what it what it what is this really supposed to be yeah what are we trying to say here squid game is hot 
almost all the way through. Yeah. And then the end... I think my problem with the end, I don't think it's a weak ending so much as it is just a sort of... I think they left it open-ended. Here's 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 my theory. I was, uh, my my theory on this is they the guy had an ending for the show. Mm-hmm. Then when the show finally got picked up by Netflix, Netflix was like, "Hey, bud, there's <laughs> no telling what could happen right. with this, but we're in the business of making long shows or killing them whenever we want, but mm-hmm. we need to be able." To do whatever we want right. with it. So you need to rearrange some things. Yeah. Because in my opinion, that show could have ended in a very clean cut way. Sure. And it could have been one season and that could have been it. Yeah. But instead, I think there's like a... I, I, this is kind of spoilery. So I'll give you a second. Okay. That the last like... 20 minutes of the last episode felt to me to be like just an like an epilogue yeah that was written after yeah he the guy had already completed his vision for the show i got the same sense too and they're just again i i'm not a person to guffaw at the idea guffaw. of of not having closure but i felt like closure more closure than we were given was deserved. Um, I think it was weak closure. I think that that is probably my, my, I thought that I thought that there was more. I thought that they were trying to say more than what we were given at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. And I, I, I feel like the last two episodes, the, the, reason i brought the like the end of it kind of being a a a bit of a a pothole for me is that it felt kind of rushed yeah like we we got through all of these trials and tribulations only to rush the real conclusion of it right it didn't hit me in the gut as much as i was expecting it to i was just kind of left feeling like all right i Mm -hmm. guess we're just gonna wait until part two and see where this thing goes yeah uh which you know I mean, I would honestly, the way it ended, I'd be okay if that was it. I, I, I'm okay leaving the rest of what happens to these characters in my mind. Yeah. But there's just not enough there for me to feel fully satisfied right. after everything we've been through with these characters to just kind of have it basically seem like the end of any other episode. I was like, all right, I guess we'll just leave it there for now. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little disappointed as far as that goes. But that being said, the, the quality, the writing, the characters, the acting, um, the just interesting theming and, and um, I don't know, just the, the entire way it all played out, I found really interesting, really fresh, really, uh, I don't know, it kept me, kept me watching. Yeah. It's a very bingeable show, and I think that's why it's catching on. Yeah, I think that that's, at the end of the day, that's really what it is. It's just that it's just so easy to watch. It's so, like, each episode, you know, ends with a cliffhanger, but not not 
a crazy cliffhanger, just enough that makes you just want to see the resolution right. to whatever happened preceding that. Yep. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, also, I need to say, I could have done with none of the dialogue, none of the dialogue for any of the MVP scenes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, just the writ- worst. Dude, written in such a way that it was like, oh, this guy's this guy's only experience with um, white rich white people is just it, it seemed like it was just uh, Twitter, basically. Yeah. Like the idea of a rich white person from a foreign person's perspective. That's all it was. There was the fucking pervert. There was uh, there was like the country guy. There was like a guy from some European country. Mm-hmm. They all just were like, like, like a Japanese guy, too, or something. Yeah. And they all were just like, uh, ha ha. ha. Yeah, uh, you bet a million dollars on number. <laughs> you foolish! <laughs> I like sixty nine. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was terrible, H- horrific, terrible. horrific. Took me right out of it. Yeah, if there's if there's any flaw to the show, even if you like the ending, you really have to be objective about how they treated. I mean, I'm the, I, far be it for me to defend rich white folks, but Jesus, I mean that just just a lazy, lazy, terrible, end. terrible, yeah, just yeah. Anyway, <sighs> I mean, it, it does it rips you out of it. It yeah. makes you because you can say you can say to me like, ah, well, you know, whatever. Who gives a shit, right? Rich white people. What are we? We we cape them for rich white people. And it's like, nah. But the show has been so incredible so far that yeah. when you do that. It's almost like a parody. It is. No, they were feels... so just goofy. Yeah, and it, it was so, like, the dialogue was stilted. It was just, they didn't seem like real characters. Oh, terrible. They didn't match the world at all. And, like, I I loved how they looked visually. I love the masks. I love, it was very uh, Death Loop, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I love that look. I love the, you know, uh, the idea of these VIPs being there. And, all. Uh, again, we're not going to get into yeah, too yeah, many yeah, spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into that. But, I like what they're saying with it, and I like how it looked and it, it played visually. But oh my god, the dialogue was terrible. Yeah, really. Anywho, really anywho, bad. anywho. Other than that, I think they they pretty much knocked it out of the park, and I think it's definitely worth your time if you haven't watched it yet. Definitely check it out. See if it's for you. Uh, you got to be okay with some blood and gore, a lot of violence, uh, and uh, lots of lots of narrative manipulation. <laughs> I'll yeah. just leave it at that. Uh, but it's good. It's a good ride. All right. <clears throat> we got one more topic, it seems, mm-hmm. anyway, planned. And we haven't even got into the crude coach yet. Okay. So you're going to have to crack that baby. Oops, oh, not Jesus. that one. This one. That was very crude of you. Crack that baby open. Ugh, did you pull up any kind of read for this? I guess I could talk. I about did. It, I did. I did. Actually, uh, will you let me take the reins? Of course. All right. We have the crude Kolsch from Red Light. Red Light. Um, I will read their Instagram post because there's an Instagram post around this one. Uh, quote: We're excited to tell y'all. No, what? We're excited to let y'all <laughs> know we worked with our friends at Commerce Brewing. To produce a bigger batch of our crude Kolsch. 
named after the Kobe Cobes Cobes Cobe. who served Cobe. who served Kolsch in Cologne. They're known for their cheesy service. Cans are available now. Draft coming soon, and it is available now as well because I had it on draft. Yep. Get in there soon. Yes, it is a Kolsch style ale at four point eight percent ABV. Let's uh, drink it. Oh, yep, yeparoo, clinkaroonie. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ah, Kolshi, Kolshi. <coughs> yeah, so apparently that's like the the label is uh. The guy, like, the dudes that bring Kolsch's to you, this was explained to me um, by Steve, and uh, if I butcher this, I'm sorry. <laughs> but apparently out there, they, they there's places where they just serve uh, Kolsch, where you tell them, like, I'm, I'm having a Kolsch. Mm-hmm. And the dudes come by with that little thing that has the Kolsch in it that, uh-huh. that the dude is holding. Right. You just get your Kolsch, and so long as you're there... They're just going to continue serving you when at any time that you're coached. It's kind of like uh, Texas Day Brazil. Ah, you okay. have the thing, and you just leave it green side up. Uh-huh, and they'll while keep you're, coming. Yeah, and they're just like, more meat, more meat, and they just shave it off onto your plate and shit, and they just keep stuffing your fat face until you finally give up, and you have right. to flip your thing over. Yeah. Same thing with this. You have to tap out. You got to tap out. Yeah. So you, f- you finally put your... Um, uh, coaster uh-huh. on top of the thing and they write down how many you had and they just charge you for that that's huh. how it Interesting. goes and uh their cheeky service as it said in the uh-huh. in the read they're supposed to be like kind of rude to you it's okay. like the, the yeah. thing it's like the charm of it they just kind of like here take the fucking yeah. beer you little fat piggy take, drink take, it take the beer you slob <laughs> i don't know how mean they're supposed to be i think they're just supposed to be like kind of rude yeah like kind of cold to you yeah it, it's like the uh the diners that are known for having yeah. like rude waitresses the idea of that is always so funny to me because like who is out there with these i mean i know there's people with like humiliation kinks and just <laughs> sure. like want to be told that i don't you're, think you're trying to get off at a diner though you know that's what i'm saying like why would you want to go there and like Oh, it's so charming that they're that they're saying what they want to say to me. In any other instance, if they even looked at me wrong, I would go to the manager and I would complain and make sure that that person was fired. But right. in this instance, I love it. I love that they're being mean to me. I love that they're being honest about their feelings. Yeah. Like if I got to work there, that would be the only that would be the thing that would be the reason that I worked there. It was like, oh, I get to tell people that they're a piece of shit for coming out here <laughs> on fucking December 24th when I want to see my family. And the only reason these doors are open is because you wanted to show up and uh-huh. you don't want to spend time uh-huh. with your piece of shit family. So now I have to go to work because nobody else is going to go to work. Everybody else is called out because I'm new. I've only been working there <laughs> yeah. a couple of months. So of course, I'm going to have to work the holidays. Uh-huh. And again, you don't want to spend time with your piece of shit family. So you pack you and your fat fucking family members into a minivan. You all fucking file into the restaurant. And then you look at me like I owe you something. Uh And then I get to say all that to them. Did did, did you just get your schedule for the rest of the year? It's fine. Okay. It's fine. All right. It's fine. Okay. No, that would be that would be just kind of fun. But also there's it's there's this weird this. It's just weird. It feel like to me to me as a uh, introvert. I I like my service very simple. I like I like the person to be nice. I like to be nice to the person. 
Yeah. Simple as that. Okay. Yeah. If if it's like a if I even feel like they're putting on some kind of charade for me, I feel awkward. Yeah. Whether that's up, whether it's them being really nice or being real, it, or in like this situation where they're being like performatively mean, mm-hmm. I feel weird about that. Yeah. Don't don't perform for me. Be you. Be nice. And that's it. Yeah. Like I don't want uh, I don't want dinner theater. Like I don't want right. a show. It makes me feel like I have to perform. I don't want. I don't want that. This like whole, that, the whole this whole thing is a performance, though, right? So it's, it's all a song and dance. Sure, but it it feels extra pronounced when you make it that apparent. You know? Yeah. When they come over and they're like, "Howdy, y'all! How you or, doing?" Or anything, anything like let's like, <laughs> uh, for instance, like uh, um, let's say like a character meet and greet or something. Yeah. At like Disney or something. You know? Like yeah. I would. I would feel so, so awkward if, like, Princess Jasmine was like, oh, hello, sir. Yeah. How are you today? <laughs> I'd be like, I, just, I, have yeah. a nice day. You know, like, yeah. you know, don't talk to, like, I don't want to interact with you if you're acting as something. Because that makes me have to now act as if I don't know you're acting. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't, I never liked that. I never liked having to... uh to do like role play in that way you know i don't like it the only thing i like in that scenario is like a uh, like horror nights where it's like that person's there just to scare you and put on a show yeah i'm okay with that because that requires nothing from me but reaction right genuine reaction that's just me the rest <laughs> that's just me all right yeah yeah i've all always right. felt that way i don't know i've always felt that way and chalk that up to it isn't like weird social interactions where you have to put on a performance. Wait, wait, you're not my, you're not my therapist. I'm well, sorry. Well, I'm I'm already writing it down. So there's that. I mean, do what you want with that information, but I have an entire case on you. Okay, an entire file. Do I owe you two hundred fifty dollars too? <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <clears throat> yes, I'll take it in beer. Okay, perfect. All right, you want to talk about the UFC or? I mean, I said it at the top, but like, we're not beholden to those things, are we? Let's all right. Let's just let's keep this one brief because obviously it's a downer of a, a topic. So let's keep it super brief, super you know, just high end. Obviously, UFC fighters have been known to have a spotty track record in general. That's being generous. Fighters in general. No, it's not exclusive to UFC, um, but. Recently, there's been a, it seems like a rash of UFC fighters uh, getting in hot water over specifically domestic abuse allegations. Yeah. Uh, Getting arrested. I mean, from retirees to what could be the best fighter of all time. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know... I guess the question we have here is what does the UFC do uh, to mitigate this and what do they do as far as reprimanding these fighters? Yeah. And should it be the same across the board? Because we are seeing what seems to be preferential treatment. Yeah. And what has always been preferential treatment in uh, especially the UFC, seeing as the only... um, the only real authority figure in the UFC is Dana White. 
Yeah. I mean, there's obviously Big John it, McCartney. <laughs> yeah, Big John, right, sure. Yeah. The the there's um uh you know, ESPN McCarthy. There's McCarthy. Big John McCarthy. McCarthy. I said McCartney. McCartney. McCarthy. Oh, you, you said McCarthy. I thought I said McCartney. Oh. Big Paul McCartney. Uh-huh. That's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> um Viper, the company that creates the uniforms, the kits, right. if you will. Right. There are other people who are like, hey, man, you need to do something about this. We can't have these motherfuckers walking around in our clothes. Right. With our giant logo. Yeah. But for the most part, it's really just it really just falls down to. Um, it really just falls down to Dana White. Yeah. And how he feels on any given Sunday, really. Oh, rather, any given Saturday. Right. And that is the biggest issue, right? The the guys who make the most money for the company, the guys who it it seems to be like part of their image, they can kind of just maybe they'll they'll face consequences. But if it's anything other than popping for a drug, they really are just at the mercy of how Dana White is feeling at the moment. Yeah. There's guys who have faced very harsh consequences for things that they've said in the media or done in the media or in their personal lives, rather. Or weed. And then there's people who have faced almost no consequences for things that they've done that, you know, seem to warrant more severe consequences. Mm -hmm. You can say what you want about these people, but at the end of the day, Conor McGregor has done things that... You know, he shouldn't just be able to roll into the title picture anymore, especially not now. Not anymore. Yeah. John Jones is, is a guy who is considered by many to be the greatest martial artist of all time. I'd probably put myself in there. Yeah. I think he's, if you look at his overall body of work, what he's done and who he's done it to, I'd say he's the greatest martial artist of all time so far. At his size... His ability, mm. his innovation on his feet. Pound for pound. Yes, mm. the best. But he's also done some of the shittiest things. And, and I mean, just, he seems like that one friend who, like, just can't get it together. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. That, no, like, every time they do something wrong... They're there apologizing, say, explaining it they're away. Crying. They're yeah, and you're there for them, and you, you tell them it's going to be okay. You messed up. Everyone makes mistakes. But then give them a year, and they're right back mm-hmm. to where they began. Yeah. And, I mean, this time with, with John Jones in, in particular, like, it's only gotten worse. <laughs> yeah. So John Jones was accused of did, – did you, you didn't go over it in detail, right? No. It's no. it was kind of weird. Some of the, like the details just kind of like eked out. It wasn't yeah. you know, and now we've got like more information and stuff. Well, it's they, really yeah. Go go ahead. Go, oh no, I was, I was just gonna say there was testimony from basically the people that um, his fiance interacted with the night of the incident, yeah. which happened uh, the same night of the uh, uh, UFC Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame, yeah, in, where he induction. was inducted, right. In the fight uh, uh, division or whatever of, of one of the greatest fights of all time with him and Alexander Gustafson. Right. Which is, yeah, definitely deserves to be in the Hall For of sure. Fame. It's one of the greatest fights I've ever witnessed with my own eyes. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. 
So on the night that he was inducted into the UFC Hall of Fames. Hall of Fames. Hall of Fames. There's so many. Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. He decided he was also going to get drunk and get into a fight with his fiance. Right. According to Hirsch, that he was not he was quote a little rough with her. Mm. She was bleeding. She uh um uh, visibly shaken. She was. Right. They got into some kind of domestic sure. dispute. Sure. Yep. And I think the hotel workers called the police. Yeah. Um, well, let's uh, pull up. Just pull up a, the the thing, the, the report, or an article. The fucking report. All right. What What does that quote say? Well, this this is what I pulled up is from MMA Junkie, which is actually John Jones's most recent. Uh, Twitter responses to everything that oh, happened. Oh yeah, he's he needs to just ha- he needs his phone taken away. Yeah. When the when all of this came out, I was just randomly on Instagram when all this was happening, mm-hmm. and he just posted some video of him like kissing his fiance on the cheek. Mm-hmm. Uh, comments disabled, and he was just like, "I love my fiance" or something weird like that. Yeah, and I was course. like, "What is this about?" This is very and weird. And then I saw all the stuff about what he had done, and I was like, "Oh." That was weird and fucked up. Why would you do something like that? So, yeah, okay. So I pulled up another article um, from MMA Junkie that goes into a bit more detail. Um, an account taken from a Caesar's Palace security guard stated that Moses, which is the fiance, um, came to the desk and asked for a key to her room. The security guard observed blood on Moses. Who cried when asked if she was okay. This is very dark. Moses explained she did not feel safe going back to the room. And she was taken with her children to a security office. Once there, Jones' youngest child asked security, can you call the cops? So. Yeah. I mean. I don't don't know about you, but that's pretty like. I don't know. that, that, That indicts him pretty seriously to doing some wrongdoings yeah, in this doing situation. Doing wrongdoings. Doing wrongdoings. We don't really have to go into any more detail with no. this because really the point of this is we've seen this too often with too many fighters where there's no real – we don't really know where the line is drawn until it's 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 drawn with, with a guy who is not a – like mark this podcast – if say a year goes by, John Jones is in fighting shape, all of this kind of blows over, and he's back in the title picture. Right. You'll just know that some of these guys can do anything short of killing an actual person. Cause John Jones almost did. Yeah. Uh and and they can't really do no wrong in the eyes of UFC's decision makers well the that's the thing it's like the minute that they are no longer a pull for an audience is that's when they decide that's the line that right that's it that's the line it's money it's all about money that's all it boils down to don't let anyone fool you yeah and that's not exclusive to the ufc that's that's nfl nba that's all the shit everything it's all it all boils down to money. The second you are no longer profitable to them, they will cut your ass. That's America, baby. But until that point, they will do whatever they need to to save your image, to keep you in the background and wait until it all blows over and then if if you have the talent and you have the pull, 
they'll keep pushing you out there into the limelight. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you've done. Yeah. The, the it's it's never about ethics. None of these comp there are no companies I with would ethics. Say, with ethics. Yes. <laughs> no, seriously. When you boil it down in our society, there are no companies with true ethics. Yeah. There are none. It always boils down to bottom dollar. That is their expectation mm-hmm. and that is their desire. Yeah. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah. It's not about making the world a better place, blah, 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 whatever they put on the mission statement. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's all about making more money. Yep. And you know what? It's what they're there to do. Yep. But all you need to do is make sure you are aware of that. Yeah. Don't be fooled. Yeah. That's all you can do. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. So, yeah. I mean, my opinion, I think that they should hold every fighter accountable. I think they should hold every every athlete should be held accountable on the same level of whatever UFC law they make that if you fuck up to this degree or this many times, you are cut no matter what. Yeah. And but I, there's no there's no real checks and balances. None. Again, it's just it's basically just one guy. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. like, eh. I'm we'll sure th- we'll see how it plays out. I'm sure there's a panel of of PR experts working for the UFC that say uh, he can be re- rehabilitated. Yeah. Still, it's fine. And then Dana, you know, writes the check and says, "Okay, well, we'll keep we'll keep working with him. We'll fucking rehabilitate his image when we need to." <laughs> right. So I I don't I don't see this ending anytime soon, and it's a shame. But yeah. uh, you know, you as the consumer can get off the bus. Sure. That's really that's really the lesson here. It's like you don't have to continue supporting these people. No. We always say like, ah, I mean, you know, he is terrible, but I mean, it is one of the biggest heavyweight fights of all time. So what? Yeah. Stream that shit. Pirate that shit. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not saying that we're going to do that. <laughs> okay. I say we have some, I would never do. Some, we have morals. We have, some we have legal obligation to our, distance ourselves from recommending we would never do anything people do illegal acts i am recommending that you do that if you so choose if that's what you want to do sure i'm just saying vote with your wallet yeah we can agree to that at least let them know that you don't support that shit yeah fair enough you know because it's it's only that's that's it goes back to what you if as long as they're a a draw Mm -hmm. then it doesn't matter what they Uh, do uh, we've we've seen this uh, across industries the same thing with movies if you don't like the movies that are coming out stop watching them right they'll stop making them yeah it goes down to dollars dollars yeah. and cents that's all that matters you know don't don't complain about mcu movies and then go watch them just so that you can complain about them you spent the money you forked over the, or you got the ticket you forked over the money and it's like what do you what do you think that says to Disney to Marvel to the movie theaters to advertisers doesn't matter if you sat in that theater and hated every minute of what you watched you yep. paid the money to go see it yeah you stupid you stupid you stupid what are you dumb or something all right all right <laughs> that's too dark the only way that we can really save this thing because uh it's already it's it was downhill after minute 15 really (laughs) yeah and we're just doing our best at this point but what we what we have to do before we get out of here so that we can end on a positive note is give our cheers of the week so obi please do the honors of starting us off well you have to cheers me good sir of course 
cheers to the Metroid franchise mm. and a show called Midnight Mass, also on Netflix. Right on. Those are two completely different things, but I will allow it. <sighs> they both start with M. <laughs> uh, and they are both things that I haven't completed. So, uh, Metroid, I am so excited that, you know, after recently beating Metroid, Super Metroid, I should say, that the new Metroid, Metroid Dread, has gotten new, new. almost universal acclaim, fanfare, and I'd be able to tell you about that by playing it myself if, if FedEx <laughs> uh, didn't take an entire week to send my copy of the game to me, which has made me very sad. But from what I've seen, all the reviews, it looks like it lives up to the hype, and I'm just so excited for this like decades and decades old franchise to have... Uh, kind of a rebirth, as it as it were, that lives up to uh, the Super Metroids of the day. Yeah. So I'll let you guys know how it 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 plays out after I have it. Also, Midnight Mass, a show I've been wanting to watch for a long time, uh, as a uh, uh, cultural Catholic at this point, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it, it, it's something that strikes very close to home for me. Uh, I've watched the first two episodes, and I love it so far. Very creepy, very cool. I love Mike Flanagan. Uh, the two uh, haunting shows that he put out on Netflix as well, incredible. Definitely watch it this season if you haven't yet. Very creepy, very scary. Midnight Mass seems like a bit more of a slow burn with a few of those creepy elements intertwined with a good deep story check them both out highly recommend it cheers to those i will let you guys know what i think when i finish both of those things all right <coughs> beautiful amazing can't wait to borrow metroid can't wait to watch <sighs> midnight mass okay my cheers of the week goes to lrg clothing Ooh. Mm-hmm. If you are uh, <clears throat> under the age of 30-something, late 20s to 30-something, mm-hmm. uh, or if you're, like, really white, <laughs> or if you're over the age of, like, 35, uh-huh. you don't really know who LRG is, they had a stranglehold on our community yeah. for about five years. Mm-hmm. From like 2005 to like 2010, 11-ish. Yeah. I, the, the cursive chunky LRG. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lifted Research Group Clothing. LRG. Lifted Research Group. Yes. And I say shout out to them. My cheers of the week goes to them because they are bringing back the dead serious hoodie. And if you don't know what that is, shame on you or good for you, depending on... <laughs> <laughs> What it is is the full zip-up uh-huh. skull hoodie. Yep. This thing, everybody had it. Everybody had either the uh, the fake joints that you could get I was on like eBay. Th- I saw so many knockoffs of that. Once that dropped, it oh, became yeah. a thing. I had both. I went out and got a. I got a red one that was a knockoff, and then I and then I got a little bit of money, and I went out and got the real one. Yeah. Um. 
don't have either. Don't have either anymore. I got. Like, <laughs> I don't know where those hoodies are. I, yeah. I I'd hate to say that I like fucking threw them away. I don't throw clothes away. I never. I don't throw anything away. I'm, clothing wise unless it's like torn yeah so i either gave it away to like a nephew or somebody or like took a, it to the a moth ate it whole yeah exactly yeah. uh but I, I never i never just throw clothes away but anyway i had those hoodies they had a stranglehold on me dude i had because not only i got i got obsessed with that style of hoodie mm-hmm. so once i had the dead serious i went out and bought um a Spider-Man hoodie that did the full thing, right. the full zip up, right. and a Wolverine hoodie that did the full zip uh-huh. up. Uh, old school, no, no, yeah, old school Wolverine, not the brown one, but okay. not the blue and yellow one, the in between when he was like blue and gray for like a minute. Uh huh. Super weird, but excuse me, had both of those. Did it? Did the Wolverine have like the ears? Yes. Okay. Yes. The not the actual ears. They were printed on the okay. hood. I didn't. I wasn't. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was a, I'm a nerd, but like not that, not that nerdy. Jesus. So, uh, they're doing a collaboration with Benny the Butcher, okay, of Griselda fame. Who he's he's like the the. It's a collab with him. It's not really a collab with him. It's it's he's just basically like the face of the uh, anniversary of the hoodie right. coming back, basically, and and. To me, it's just some fun shit to do. Like yeah. if you're if you're a clothing company that has an iconic piece like that, you just every now and then you just kind of throw your dick around a little bit and just be like, "Look, we're responsible for this." You yeah. know? We and 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 you know, you just you just thought and and the new one that they are coming out with as far as I know doesn't have anything like there's no real difference to it. It's just like it's it's back. It's just a like it a just, reprint. Yeah, it just the, brought it back. The OG one right now is going for four hundred dollars well there you go i i threw away four hundred dollars <laughs> so. yeah 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 i wonder how, the, how much the uh the redux is going to cost though i have no idea drops this week uh the lrg so this is this is from um lrg's instagram the LRG Dead Serious hoodie was originally released in 2006 and left a significant mark and legacy on the streetwear, streetwear world. It was famously worn by Kanye West at the 2006 Stella McCartney fashion show, pictured with Paul McCartney. We've gone back to the original manufacturer and factory, replicated the original design specifications, and recreated this grail piece down to the finest details. So they literally went back and just redid it. Wow. Which is really just fucking cool. Yeah, it's just fucking cool. It drops this Friday, so I'm let's. I don't know. Let's see if we can go to the LRG's website and see if they have any information on. I'm on there right now, and it says basically you just have to sign up to join the list. Ah, so it's one of those. Yeah, this thing is gonna sell out so oh instantaneously. Yeah, and Dead Series VIP members get a link to the product before it goes live to the public. Yeah, it's gonna and it's it's probably well the re the resale value is four hundred. You said four fifty or four hundred. Four hundred dollars. I've I saw them as low as three hundred. I'm sure the hoodie's probably like a buck fifty. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, the lowest I think it would go is eighty to ninety bucks. Yeah. So, don't remember what it originally sold for, but not man, that much. I, man, I wish I still had mine. Yeah, let's just say that. All right. All right. I think we got it, right? I think we got it as well. Well, before we get out of here, we have to review these beers. So first, let's start off with the OG Kolsch, the Reisdorf Kolsch. Obi, what did you think of this Abruske? I mean, it tastes like Germany to me. Yeah. Um, I love a nice Kolsch. 
an ice coach. Uh, the only the only uh, downside I'd say to this one for my own palate personally is that it's a bit too malty for my taste. Mm. Uh, just a just a hair, and that's that. I know it's just a me thing. I think it. I think this rings as a true classic of Kolsch. Um, yeah. That being said, for my own taste, I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Okay. I think it's very drinkable. Um, lots of flavor. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it gets me in the mood for German food. I like that. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a four and a half. I think, I think anything that's like, you know, not like, uh, tremendous blow your socks off beer, <laughs> but something that's just super solid. You know what you're going to get every time. It tastes great. At the end of the day, if you're at some place and you're like, oh shit, they have Reisdorf Kolsch here. Uh, just run that up. I think that just deserves a four and a half. Yeah. But, you know, excuse me. Um, It's very simple. I mean, the ingredients are water, barley malt, Mm -hmm. hops, hop extract. So, I mean, it's it's simple, clean, easy. You love it. Yes. Now for the crude Kolsch from Red Light. Red Light. Uh Uh-huh. I, funny enough, I think these are like. Almost twins of opposite flavor. <laughs> I feel like the crude Kolsch is just a hair too bitter <laughs> <laughs> for, for my taste on a, on a Kolsch. Excuse me. Yeah. But I do think that it also is very drinkable. It has a nice little, uh, has a nice little kick to it, a little bite to it that I enjoy. Yeah. Um, but not quite enough malt for my my taste mm. so that being said it is equally as good i'm gonna give it four and a half <laughs> uh well i'm i'm gonna give it a four and a half too but but i think that the the difference is something that i would highlight as a net positive in my opinion that mm-hmm. i like i think that um for me i would i i'd even so far as to say i'd give this a 4.75 I agree with that. I didn't know we were splitting hairs still, but I will give it a four point seven five. <laughs> if we you're never do not it. split hairs? That's true. That's true. I would drink more of the crude Kolsch's if I'm being honest. It is easier for me to drink from my palate. It's less sweet, and I don't like overly malty. Uh, but you wanted beers. But you wanted more malt in it. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I. It, it would have gotten a five for me if it just had a whisper of more malty sweetness. So, it being more bitter than the Reisdorf is a good a thing. plus. It is a plus, but I feel like it's missing a little something. Mm, interesting. Confusing. But I think I got it. 4.75 for both of us. Yes. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Okay. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the One Bear. I'm looking at the camera and the camera's <laughs> off. This has been the One Bear Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, boy. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer. And always, always, always have a beautiful evening. We love you. Yeah.